Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give everyone ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them in this podcast. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverbs 26, beginning in verse 1. As snow in summer and rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting for a fool. Like a flitting sparrow, like a flying swallow, so a curse without cause shall not alight. A whip for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the fool's back. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. He who sends a message by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet and drinks violence. Like the legs of the lame that hang limp is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Like one who binds a stone in a sling is he who gives honor to a fool. Like a thorn that goes into the hand of a drunkard is a proverb in the mouth of fools. The great God who formed everything gives the fool his hire and the transgressor his wages. As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. The lazy man says, there is a lion in the road. A fierce lion is in the streets. As a door turns on its hinges, so does the lazy man on his bed. The lazy man buries his hand in the bowl. It wearies him to bring it back to his mouth. The lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. He who passes by and meddles in a quarrel not his own is like one who takes a dog by the ears. Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no tail-bearer, strife ceases. As charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a tale-bearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the inmost body. Fervent lips with a wicked heart are like earthenware covered with silver dross. <clears throat> he who hates disguises it with his lips and lays up deceit within himself. When he speaks kindly, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and he who rolls a stone will have it roll back on him. A lying tongue hates those who are crushed by it, and a flattering mouth works ruin. Well, Judy, I'd like to thank you for coming on. We are in a new year. 
and Christmas is come and gone, and I was just like to know, was there a verse today in this proverb that spoke to you that you'd like to discuss? Well, there are always lots of good verses in every <clears throat> proverb. The one I was thinking of, that was one toward the end, said, whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and he who rolls a stone will have it roll back on him. It makes me think of Haman in the book of Esther, that when you create harm for somebody else, whatever you sling out there or attempt to do to cause them harm will come back on you. Boy, that's such a, a powerful story. And, you know, he hung a 75-foot gallows, and uh, he had no idea that that was going to come back to haunt him. But, you know, I think it just kind of shows that when you're evil and have evil on your heart, that a lot of times things just aren't going to go well for you. So it's always better to be righteous. But, you know, you mentioned in the last podcast that the Lord had said, get ready for 2024. And here we are almost already at the end of the first month of the year. It's just amazing how fast the time goes by. But um, how have those two words started out the year for you, and what has the Lord been dealing directly with you about that so far? Well, there are a couple of things. I, I do think be ready is, is it, but I also think I got the word watch. You know, <clears throat> we can be active watchers. We can stand back and see the salvation of the Lord. This is what the children of Israel did. They didn't go fight all their battles. They didn't fight them on their own. They stood back and they watched the salvation of the Lord. He told them what to do, and yes, they did their part, but he was the one who conquered. <laughs> and um, another word that I got was, of course, this happens all the time. I think of this as to be thankful, giving thanks, and uh, be ready, watch, and be thankful. Those are my three things slightly. Well, that's really good. And since we last met, we had an opportunity to go to North Carolina with two of our granddaughters, and that was a lot of fun for them. Um, they got to ski for the first time, and it was fun watching them and, you know, experience something for the first time. And, you know, what were your thoughts on that? If you could just give a little bit of recap on your memories of that trip. Well, it's always a fun thing to see your grandchildren having fun. And uh, I never went skiing when I was a youngster. I didn't ski until I was in college. And it wasn't really very successful, I have to say. And I, we didn't do it this past time either. But um, it was an experience. It was fun to, to do and to say you've done it. And they really did pretty well. Of course, they're little and they don't have as far to fall. And uh, <clears throat> it was just... It was really fun, um, and I just enjoyed seeing them have fun. That that really, and I think that reminds me of God when He sees us having fun, and He blesses us and does things for us, and we're thankful, and um, He just enjoys watching us. You know, I think you really hit on a good point, and some people listening to the audience may not have that closer relationship with God or with Jesus. But he does care for us, and he is our Heavenly Father. And a lot of times, you know, people look at God not that way. And I think we need to try to enter into that type of relationship so we can, we can make him like our best friend. You know, he's always going to be there, and he's never going to forsake us. That's what the Bible promises. So, you know, that's so reassuring to know that. 
Yes, it is. And, and Bill, what was your favorite verse from today? Whenever I think about Proverbs 26, I can't help but think about verses 20 through 22. And I'll go over those. It says, where there is no wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no tail-bearer, strife ceases. As charcoal is to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. And the words of a tail-bearer are like tasty trifles, and they go down into the inmost body. And whenever I think of those three verses, I think about gossip and how bad gossip is. And, you know, I remember back sometimes in high school where uh, there would be these little cliques and people were talking about people behind their back. And I just never understood why people do that. It's just so mean and so cruel. And yet people just do it on a regular basis. And I really try to avoid that anytime I can. Yeah, you're good. You're good about that. Bill is... Uh... He is really good about not being judgmental of people and being careful about what he says. I admire that about you. Well, you know, <laughs> and uh, I think a lot of it has changed since we went to Karis. You know, I think I've made a lot of changes since we've been to Karis. And, you know, it's been, gosh, it's hard to believe it's been almost eight months since we've been back in Florida. But I am thankful to be back, and, but I'm also <laughs> thankful that we did that. And I think going to Bible college was, in my eyes, the third most important thing that we've ever done. It was, first of all, receiving Jesus as my Lord and Savior was number one. Number two was meeting you and marrying you. And the third one is going to Karis. But going to Karis was just such a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I just have such fond memories, and I will always hold those dear in my heart. I'd kind of like to talk to you about your Bible studying. I know that you've been reading the Founder's Bible and Dave Barton. And, you know, I know you mentioned from time to time how much you enjoy that Bible. But if you would, just share with the audience about that particular Bible and why would you promote it to people listening today? Well, I just started the book of Judges now. And... Um... Going to my goal is to read the Bible through this year, and with all the extra sides it has in this Bible, like for instance, today it was talking about Alexander Hamilton, and I went to a school that was named Hamilton, and really at the time I didn't know really anything about him in middle school, but um, <clears throat> yeah, he was actually in a duel, and uh, he was he it was with Aaron Burr, who was the vice president under Thomas Jefferson. And Hamilton called him dangerous, causing Burr to challenge him to a duel in which he killed Hamilton. But shortly before his death, <clears throat> it says that Hamilton urged the formation of a Christian constitutional society. And he wanted first, first on this list was the support of Christian religion. And the second was the support of the Constitution of the United States of America. So he sounds like he was, he was a good man, and it's too bad that they had to have a duel like that. And I don't think anything even happened to Burr, do you? I mean, this was something they agreed on and didn't. I guess it was something people would do back then. Basically. A lot of people did that more than people realize. And I read a book about duels in the past, and in, it's I think in some states they were actually legal, 
and most states they weren't, but uh, it was like a gentleman's sport. You know, they, they, they went about it in a particular way, and a lot of times it didn't end in death, which is kind of surprising when people are shooting at each other, but a lot of times people weren't even hurt. So I kind of think that might show the, uh, the accuracy of some of these people and how maybe they were used to shooting guns. Yeah. But um, what else has the Lord been dealing with you since our new year started? Well, I think, um, you know, again, like I said a little bit ago, was about being thankful because God, he loves a thankful heart. And we just simply need to be thankful. And it says, in everything, give thanks. It doesn't say for everything. We're going to go through hard circumstances. But it says, in everything, give thanks. And I think we just make everything so much more complicated than we need to. We need to just look to our Heavenly Father. Recently, I started thinking, you know, he's my daddy. He's a good daddy. He cares about me. And I think how much I love my grandchildren and my children and what I wouldn't do for them. There's nothing I wouldn't do for them, really. And I think God is the same way. He loves us. He wants to bless us. But he certainly loves it when we're thankful. I know that when my granddaughter would say, thank you so much, I really enjoyed this, or thank you for dinner, or thank you for the ski trip, or whatever, it blesses me. It blesses me to hear her, it blesses me to see her enjoy it, and it really blesses me when, when I know that she's enjoyed it and she is thankful for it. And, you know, you know, bringing that up, I just want to, uh, you know, thank you for being a good Christian. And, you know, you've displayed that, you know, with our neighbor across the street. And she recently had a, a bout of illness and she had COVID. And you went over and brought dinner for her three or four nights in a row. And that's the kind of thing that we all can do. That's the kind of thing that God has called each of us to do. We're to be different. We're to be the salt of the earth. We're to be the light of the world. And we can do that by being gracious, by being kind, by being helpful to neighbors when they are in need. And she was certainly thankful for you doing that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, um, you know, and it blesses me to bless someone else. I think that's really... Um, my heart, I think, is more of a helper. And I love that um, little saying in Frozen 2 where it says, just do the next right thing. Well, I think we also, you know, we need to do the next right godly thing, the next thing that would be right in God's eyes. And we know that, we know how we're supposed to be. Sometimes we just get blind about it. We don't really see it clearly, and we just kind of ignore things around us, but that's not the way we're to be. And I, I was able just yesterday to go help my son with a project and um, he was blessed by it, but I was more blessed. Just the fact that he asked me to come and help with it. it you know, it's just such a blessing to help other people. And I love to be a help to other people. I think that's one of my gifts is helps. And that's what I want to do. But I think all of us need to do that all the time. Well, you know, in Acts, it is scriptural. In Acts, it says it is more blessed to give than to receive. Right. 
And this is just a testimony of that. And I had forgotten that you did that yesterday, but yeah, you know, he called you out of the blue and you had offered to help him if he ever needed help. And you just quickly just got in the car and went and helped him. And I believe that was a blessing to him, as you said. But since we met last time, we have begun our Karis Bible study. And, um, you know, God has called each of us to do that. And I was thinking when going to Karis and we offered a Karis Bible study, I really was looking forward to it. I thought we were going to have a number of people that would sign up, and that hasn't happened. And as it turns out, most people who do Karis Bible studies usually do them online. But one of the experiences that I learned from COVID is I don't like to do things online. God has called us to do this in our home. I want to see people face to face. I really want to have that because that's how the early church started in Acts. And they met in people's homes and they met daily. But we have three people that I've basically recruited and two of the guys, uh, the, the two guys I met on the golf course. Mm -hmm. And it was just by me being a golfer and, and you know, the one guy said he really has uh, known about Andrew for years and he's always wanted to have a Karis Bible study. And I said, well, we're going to get ready to start one. And he was absolutely thrilled. So he did come on Tuesday night. The other couple were sick, and they said they were unable to come because they weren't feeling well. And what I'm going to say is this. The Bible says a couple things I want to, a couple scriptures, is do not despise small beginnings, for one. So we're going to start this Kiris Bible study with three people. But the other thing I wanted to do is the fact that the three people I've gotten is by doing what you did. And it's simply being kind to people. And, you know, and, and we attract people. If you're being led by the Spirit, we definitely attract people. And this couple, I haven't met the wife yet, but he played a round of golf with me. And I, I, I like, was giving him tips in golf. I saw something and I said, you may want to try this and you may want to try this. And he goes, I've never been able to hit the ball. I've never done that before. And he was so appreciative of me helping him with golf that now he wants to come in a Bible study. And right now they're not presently going to church. And so I think this is an opportunity to talk about the gospel, to share the gospel with them, and I'm believing good things are going to happen. Right, and I think it's really important because uh, in a new area, it's really very imperative that we develop relationships and friendships, and this is one way we can do it. You know, through golf, I think you've, you've developed some friendships, especially through church, and, and now just, you know, and we might think things are random, but but God absolutely placed one of the guys right there. I was with Bill, and he, he took me back to where he had had a good shot and was explaining the shot to me. And it was after hours, really. Nobody else was on the golf course except this guy happened to be there. And, uh, you know, we just started chatting with him. And 
just the fact that he was there and late and not when everyone else was there, I know God placed him there really for a reason. And I'm going to say the same thing about this other guy. And I was planning on playing by myself and I had already hit my first shot on the first tee and there was somebody on the green and it was going to be a while. I knew it was going to be a slow round of golf. And then this guy pulls up in the cart right behind me and I said, hey, you want to join me? And he says, I'm glad you asked. I was hoping you would ask. And you're right. God placed him there at that time. And I do not believe in coincidences. Yeah, I just think that just tells us we don't need to worry. We're not supposed to worry. Worry is not faith. And we, God wants faith. We don't need to worry about it. He's taking care of it, the big and the little details of our lives. And uh, he, he has us. He has us in the palm of his hand. He cares about us so much. He loves us and he loves us and he loves us. And we just need to really grasp that, hold on to it, and, and not let other thoughts come in that are not about his love for us because he does love us. And everything is going to work out for good according to his will. Well, hon, if you would, go ahead and just share your heart just a little bit and lead anyone who has yet to receive Jesus into their hearts. Well, I would be honored to lead anyone to come to Christ. If you feel like life's been a little empty, there's something missing in your life, and you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would encourage you to do so. I honestly don't know how people go through life without him because he's everything. He's our brother. He's our savior. He's our redeemer. When we accept him, all of our sins are covered. They're gone. They're as far as the east is from the west. And, and God sees them no more. He does not see these things that we've done. And we can have that assurance. And our spirit is 100% right with him. And if we were to die, we would go right straight to heaven to be with him. And I would just encourage you in this new year to turn your life over to him and, and seek guidance. He will give it to you. All you have to do is ask, and God will certainly meet you where you are. So if you would like to say after me, Father God, thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you that he died on the cross for my sins. I ask forgiveness today for all that I've done that has not been pleasing to you in thought, words, and deeds. And Lord, I ask you to come into my heart and live with me. And from this day forward, I want to walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, hon, thanks for coming on. And we will see you back on the 26th of February. But until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, have a great weekend, and I will see you back on Monday as we further explore wisdom today.